Listen, the first layer of clothing, in my opinion, is the most important. It's the closest to your body. Mm. It's like the reason breakfast is the most important meal. Because breakfast is closest to your body? No, because it's it's, it's first, first on. It's yeah. first, first on. Got and it. in the same way, underwear is like the breakfast of clothes. Okay, so this is a very important decision. Yes. And that's why you should choose Mack Weldon because they believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. And they make incredibly comfortable underwear, socks, Shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants. Get comfortable, y'all. Try it. And they want you to be so comfortable. If you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. No questions asked. Mm, even the return policy is comfortable. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using our promo code BISCUITS. That's MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off using promo code BISCUITS. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. Joining us at the round table of dim lighting tonight, we have Jason Mark. Dude has got a great story and a great business. He is the originator of the sneaker drop-off cleaning service. Yes. Where you drop off your sneakers and they're clean Sneaker care. Sneaker care is it's the not official just cleaning, description. Sneaker care, yeah. This guy cares about sneakers and he cares for sneakers and we wanted to talk to In him. In a world where a lot of people care a whole lot about sneakers and, we wanted and that's to talk fascinating. To him not because, now first of all, we're a whole lot more sneaker head than we were say five years ago. I'm informed a little bit. But definitely not actually sneaker heads but right. We are fascinated by people who have made a decision to do something where they followed a dream, had an innovative idea, and yeah. like it came to fruition and the story of that, like that that's a mythical thing. Just like we've been talking about. We wanna talk to mythical people about mythical things that they're doing to kind of embody mythicality. And Jason Mark embodies mythicality because he's doing something that is completely original and creative, uh, something that is, Kind of challenges a paradigm, um, and he's just a, he's just a good guy, local guy here. So I would say, from Los even, Angeles. even if you're not into sneakers, I think you're really going to be into this conversation because it's it's got this inspirational quality to it that uh, you can benefit from. Mythical Beast. Nobody cried though. I mean, spoiler. I mean, you got close. There was a there was a discussion about crying. Yeah. And there was a, a story that brought some people to tears. Some people, and some I'm people might. Saying. You know, I'm just saying. And he also. There was some blood involved at another point. Serendipitously, wow. he wore his mustache tonight, as did you. <laughs> yes. Which did you, So did you shave this in because you knew Jason was coming and had a mustache? No, I thank you for acknowledging my mustache. Oh, is there another reason for it? Um, the reason is you, you know the reason. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm doing what they call playing dumb, Link. What I did, the first thing I noticed was not his his shoes, it was the fact, oh, he's got a mustache too. We're, yeah, and, we're mustache brethren. And did you, now one of the things we talked about is how you acknowledge when somebody has the same car, the same shoes or whatever, but did you do a mustache acknowledgement I I nod. I no, I did not nod at the mustache, but I I, I assessed it. So you looked at his lip. A lot of times, no, I, I looked at the mustache above the lip. I know the but whole the whole conversation. You, you you can't tell when somebody's looking at your mustache or your lip. Okay, what well, am I, I can tell? Okay, what am I looking at right now? Uh, the microphone. <laughs> 
And you're looking at? at my mustache. It's irresistible. No, I'm looking at your lips. Oh. I mean, I'm not comfortable doing it. Now look at my mustache. Because that's the kind look of thing. Look at my mustache. Now look at the lips. Okay, I could see the. You see the, you difference. See the difference. You can see the comparative difference. Yeah, but, but that's something like I remember in like middle school. Like Kate told me that if you want, it could have been Michael Juby. I don't know. One of those guys that had kissed some ladies. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You let a girl know you want to kiss her when you look at her lips." So like you're looking yeah. at her, and then you look down at the lips, and you look back, and you look down at the lips, and then she's like, "Oh, I know what's up." Or you could just start. You could just go in for the kiss. Well, you know, or you could. I mean, I'm not talking like about a, just like any. You don't want to just go in for the kiss. You want to ask permission. I'm not talking at least with a look well, at the I'm, lips. I'm not talking about like you just sit next to any anybody. I'm talking about like you, a loved there, one. There's a relationship already happening. Um, so that, I, I'm just letting you know that's not what's happening right now. I'm just evaluating I your mustache. I wasn't. I, I actually wasn't. The thought didn't cross my mind, right? Yeah. So you clarifying it just made it weird, yeah. made it awkward. Um, of course, my mustache is not making anything awkward, is it? <laughs> uh, this is this is day two of me having the mustache, cutting the mustache in, of cutting it in. You know, I I I knew I wanted to grow a mustache as an option for Buddy System season two. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it's still, I mean, it's probably going to be there. Probably going to be, be there, but we still reserve the right to not have it. You reserve the right. You say we. I. I, I mean, you. Ha- you do have a say. Yeah, but I think. Uh, and we I, mean, can, I think you get fifty-one. Fifty-one percent. Right. This decision, I, I get. I get. Which the, is basically the whole decision. There's only two. Well, of no. I, I'm interested in what you have to say, but I. I, miss the days when my facial hair would change constantly, and I, you know, I just like, I like, having the option to do that for Buddy System because it could enhance the story. It, oh gosh. It, it could. It could fit into what we're doing. I dropped um, something. You dropped something? You all right? Oh gosh. What? Are you serious? Did you go in that hole? Oh gosh. Did it go in? No way it went in the hole. Dude, it's behind you, man. Oh, Why is your? I'll tell you what that is later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna keep me in suspense. I thought it went in one of those holes too. <laughs> I was like, let me see. I don't even think it fits in there's there. There's a hole down there. Yeah, it does. It, it does fit What is it that he was talking about? That's what a, was I saying? That's a teaser. You talked about how you. Um, oh, the reason I, I this is an I had an opportunity to have my mustache for Buddy System te- and season it, two, and it may enhance it may enhance your performance. And we're just a few days away from starting to shoot. I'm very excited. I'm, Le- yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of nervous, but the mustache. I mean, I had the beard. You know, I don't. I didn't want to just grow in a mustache. So I, you don't do that. No one in their right mind just grows a mustache. You grow a beard and then. Whenever it you have a mustache within that beard, then you take the beard away. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it is possible to do it the other way, but I do think that's you you you're doing it the easy way. Well, then you got to explain like why you're slowly growing a mustache. There's a lot of more every there's day. More awkward phases. Yeah, there's more. Yeah, and and all the conversations like when you're growing a beard, it's like, oh, you're growing a beard. When you're growing a mustache, it's like you're growing a mustache, or you you need to bathe up there. So, but now you have I to grew deal a beard, with. And, and then I yeah I have to deal with the shock of the moment that I go I leave the re- the bathroom and I there's my family, and they all turn and look at me in horror because I have a mustache. They all hate it. Did they know this was happening? I told them it was happening, but until you see it, it's not something I. Uh, it turns out you're not prepared for, according to their response. You know, and then I come into work yesterday morning. Oh, and so like, your your wife hates it. Oh, she hates it. 
Her, her dad had a mustache for a long time. Really? And he still occasionally still has one. And I don't think she wants to be married to her dad. Hmm. That's weird. That says something about their relationship. I'm not, I just gonna, mean, I'm not gonna play psychologist I just mean here. specifically, she doesn't wanna marry her dad. Well, that's it's healthy. a pretty simple thing. That's a, that's and, a, that's yeah, a healthy thing. It's simple. As a non-psychologist, I can confirm Yeah, you don't have to be thing. a psychologist. No, that's a good idea. Don't marry your dad, dude. But I think the interesting thing is that there are there are cultural connotations associated with certain facial hair configurations, uh-huh. right? That is a fact. And it's based on it's based on these principles that only exist in the context of culture. In other words, if an alien were to come down in his or her ship and meet you mm-hmm. and you were the only human, they would just make an observation. Has hair over lower hole. You know what I'm saying? God. That's what they <laughs> That ain't the lower hole, bro. Lower hole of the face. That's a higher hole. I got no <laughs> Uh, face orifice. Well, they wouldn't be speaking English, but you get, and I don't know why they talk like a robot. Robot? I don't know either. Because they are. Has hair over lower orifice <laughs> of orifice. facial orifice. In other words, there would be no like, must be firemen. They don't know that. <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't know that yet. <laughs> must be volunteer firemen. Must get, you know, I'm not, there's other things that, uh, there's other things. Must that, be stuck in 80s. Well, there's lots of things that people, there's certain, you know, things that people think that you might be into if you have a mustache, stuff that we won't even go into. But my mustache isn't that thin. It doesn't even matter though, I'm saying that. It's taller than that. You have to now deal with the perception that people have of people with mustaches. My main main concern is that it's like, you look old, you look so much older, you look like a dad. Well, first of all, I am a dad. Who gave you that piece of advice? My my family. Hmm. Christy said, you look old, I'm like, well, you know, I am old. Rhett has a beard. Lots of people have beards now, and they no longer have a connotation of old or mountain men. But that was probably how it was before. The reason but why. But think about when I cut my beard off for last season. You how, did look a lot younger. I looked like twenty-four. Right, I but like you, a baby. But but you with that beard doesn't look as old as me with this mustache. But the reason why is not because it aged you. It's because culturally, it's asso- people associate it with their dads, or. Some, I mean, I think we're getting out of that now. Like, I don't think millennials' dads have mustaches, or less of them did than like our dads. Well, had mustaches. Well, now the thing is, that my dad had a mustache. Most people, which subconsciously is why I want a mustache. Most people who have mustaches now have ironic mustaches. So we haven't gotten past irony when it comes to the the modern mustache. But a guy like Jason who we're about to have the conversation That's with. That's an ironic mustache. He right? has an ironic mustache, but he's such a sincere guy that I don't think. He's just cool. Yeah, it's just cool. But I'm saying. So why can't I have that? Why can't this be, This can this be ironic? Well, that's actually. In real life? What? I, what? Of course it can. I'm saying it definitely is, and that's kind of what I wanted to say, is that if I were to meet you. Meaning I, I don't have to fight fires. I saw, I'm just concerned that I have no, to no, fight fires. No, no, I'm saying fires. that this is, and this is why I wanna have a, an extended, like once we complete your look, okay, and whatever that's going to be, I think we have to have the conversation of what is the interpretation of the mustache because. yes. I think that we would both agree that we don't want it to be interpreted as an ironic mustache. 
Uh, I don't totally agree with but, that. But maybe, is it okay yeah, if there's it's- there's a percentage. Is it okay if it's just this ambiguous thing? Yeah. Because, you know, okay, I, you, you know, if I meet you in LA and I'm like, okay, well, his clothes fit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you, you don't have on like a NASCAR shirt that's three sizes too big. Not to pick on the NASCAR people, I'm just saying that if you've got a NASCAR shirt that's three sizes too big and you got a mustache, it's not an ironic mustache. I right. don't care how you hard are, you wish, it, it is, it's not. Right, you also have a, a volunteer fire department beeper on your belt. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. If you work, if, if you're a volunteer fireman and you have a mustache, you have a purposeful fireman's mustache, and I respect that, yeah, but you, it's not ironic. By the way, you know why? The smoke. It absorbs the smoke. It absorbs. It it filters the smoke. You still you still breathe the smoke, but you don't breathe the bad parts. You know of the, the real smoke. reason why firemen and policemen have mustaches? Yeah, I just told you. No, the real reason. Yeah, yeah, I know that one, but I'm not going to tell you. The real reason is because it is the only facial hair that is allowed in many fire departments and police departments. Beards, oh, regulations. Beards are not allowed in in the in the military or in most police. Uh, Academy, you know, mm -hmm. uh, police forces, and probably fire departments. And a man wants to have facial if, uh, hair. If I'm going to have facial hair, man, well, where can I have it? Okay, that's where I'm going to have it. And so yeah. it became associated. It was actually the re it was the result of a regulation that they had no say in, right? That then became a cultural association with people who do a certain vocation. Mm, that's sweet. That's crazy. And I'm I'm and glad you I'm are, glad to be folded into that legacy. No, but there's nothing else about you that says fireman. No, there's not. Nothing, right? Well, I mean, if the fire started right here, I could probably put it out. Yeah, but no, and better, that would no say better something. than me. No better than me. Well, let, let's let let's set a fire and find out. Yeah, let's let's not can presume. we do that? Let's not presume that I couldn't do it. So you than have me. I do have a mustache. You have an ironic mustache, and that may be okay. I don't think there's any way that it's not going to be perceived as ironic. Right, but. How would you feel about yourself if you Ooh. met yourself? Because I can tell you how I feel about you if I didn't know you were growing it out for a mm. role. I'd be like, oh, this guy thinks he's cool. Oh, is that it? This guy thinks he's so cool. Of course, and I, I would think the same thing about me if I saw a guy with my hair or whatever, and even right. your hair too, you know? Even the beard. Yeah, even the beard in the context of where yeah. we live. Yeah. It's like, oh, that guy's trying, this guy's trying too hard. God thinks too much of himself. Thinks he's cool. Cares too much about his face. So you thought, spends too much time on himself in the morning. I'm flattered. That kind of thing. I'm flattered that you think no one would have thought that about me before the mustache. I or, think they would have thought that. Okay. Uh, but but I they think, definitely think. But it. I think it's okay to think that. I kind of. I mean. I. I don't want you. I don't. I'm not trying to make it seem like I don't care what I look like. I'm just trying to conceal it a little bit. But when you do something that's like, and what I'm planning to do. What I'm planning to do potentially, which I won't reveal now, it's kind of the is same worse. Thing. Is way worse and than an ironic mustache in terms of what people would conclude about me because of it. Way worse. I would say on a scale of one to ten, what I'm planning on doing is a nine. On the that guy is somebody I don't want to have a conversation with. So why are we doing it? Because it because is. Because cool. we can. I think because it is cool. Because it, I think it's cool. I don't care. You know, it's like, again, we get into why I have the tennis shoes I have in the thing. It's like I, I give the reason. Noise. You just made a clicking noise when you spoke. I thought that was cool too. Like, I think it's cool to make a clicking how noise. How did you do that? But I think it's cool to myself oh. to make a clicking noise. Almost sound like an artifact from a, like from the microphone. 
It was all in my mouth. I don't know how I did it, but it was, well, I wish it was pretty I cool, right? Yeah, it was. Now I think differently about your mustache. Um, I think we're gonna be posting footage of us while. Lots of footage. Uh, not from Buddy System, but from the set of Buddy System, and I think that will be the, the answer to your question. Yeah. Um, the question that we put out there is that, is Lincoln have a mustache? It's like, well, it'll, you, you'll, fi- you'll find out. Yeah. Um, and is Rhett gonna have something else? Right Right now I'm That's thinking, worse. I'm thinking we're gonna post those behind the scenes video moments on the This Is Mythical channel, so be subscribed to that. But if we and don't, I'll just they'll leave, be somewhere. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. We're not gonna make any promises. It's not a promise, it's just an assumption. That may that may change. I like being a guy who has a mustache for a little bit of time because I know ultimately I will be a guy without a mustache. Yeah, I just like be. I like I like being different hmm. than myself and most of the population who has more taste. Hmm. Part of being cool is that you throw taste out the window. It's like you know, in spite of taste. Yeah, people who are cool don't don't even know it. The coolest people don't even know it. Yeah, I think Jason's one of those guys. I think he is. I think he is. He's so, he was such a, like, we try so hard. We think about all this being cool crap. Oh, we're trying so hard. It's, it's sad. Yeah, it is a little bit. We calculate so we can un, we can seem like we uncalculate Yeah, seem like you don't care. The dude care just so did much. a great thing. He did, he just and we did had a great, great conversation and with he him. Had a, and he has a great mustache to go he along does. with. You'll see it in a second and you're, you'll hear it because you can. if you're just listening, you can hear, hear the slight muffled sound of his voice coming through that. <laughs> that it's flavor like a, saver. It's softened just the right amount by a stash. But first, we're going to take a short break to let you know that. This episode is brought to you by Tile, the tiny Bluetooth tracker that makes finding your things easier than ever. There is no longer an excuse for losing the things that are important to you. Your keys, your wallet, your laptop, your bicycle, your children. I and don't know. Over you the can... years, I came up with many excuses. Yeah, I listen, don't need them anymore. You can put this thing lose on anything, even if you're not a person who loses things often. The few times that you do lose things, it's such an inconvenience, and that can end with tile. Right, finding your things is easy. You just open the free tile app on your phone to see your lost item on the map. Then quickly find your item by making your tile ring. It sounds magical, and it'll be back in your hands in seconds. Get yours today at gettile.com slash ear and save up to 30% per tile on a multi-pack plus free shipping and because tile makes the perfect gift for a limited time, get a free gift box with a multi-pack order. Go to gettile.com slash ear. That's gettile.com slash ear. This episode is also brought to you by Parachute Sheets. You know we love Parachute. Listen, my wife recently took the parachute sheets off of the bed to put the old sheets on because she had to wash the parachute sheets. Made them dirty. And as soon as I got in bed, I was like, something is wrong. I'm not something on the parachute is anymore. very, very wrong. I had a visceral reaction. I said, I'm not sleeping until we go dry those sheets. Well, okay, I slept on the other sheets for a night, but we quickly got the parachute sheets back on the bed. They are that comfortable. And you know what? They were probably softer because their bedding only gets softer with time and Uh they give back globally. United Nations Foundation is a partner of theirs. They donate malaria prevention bed nets so you can feel good in soul as well as in body when you're sleeping on these things. So listen, mythical beast, go to parachutehome.com slash ear for free shipping and returns. Check them out, grab them up, parachutehome.com slash ear for free shipping and returns. Parachute offers a 60 night trial, so if you don't love it, just send it back, no questions asked. And now, 
onto the biscuit. I couldn't help but notice your shoes when you walked in because I feel like that's what people probably look at first. Absolutely. When you yeah. walk into a room. Yeah. If, have, when, if but they I know what look, you do. But I didn't look like directly at him. It was like staring at the sun. It was like, can't do it too long. I don't wanna be. <laughs> so what What did you What did you wear in here? Um, what do we got? I got the uh, 97 Air Max in gold. Just retro. Like. Oh, can you, put, can you put it up here? Yeah. How flexible are you? Oh, just take the oh, shoe off. <laughs> this is like there my we go. Uh, second time wearing them, so. Really? And it, look at all oh, that oh, hey, air. Hey, ask permission, man. Oh, may no, I? It's Jason, I, Mark. I'm sorry. Please. Can you yeah. touch the shoe? May I touch I, the shoe? I, I just, I've already touched it twice. <laughs> I'm blowing it. Please do, please do. Is there an etiquette? Like, yeah. may I? Yeah, you're only supposed to put your finger in the back loop, right? Well, that's, well for that, me, like, I, you know, I don't think that, for, I'm not too, I'm like, whatever. You're Go not ahead. too precious? No, but when touching other people's shoes, I'm conscious of, like, the oils in my fingers. Oh. And like when it's a, like this shoe doesn't really have any like super delicate material on That's it. That's a but, subtle way of saying you've already violated the code link. <laughs> but if it was like a suede, I, I'm kind of just really particular about like, okay, oils might transfer onto the suede, so I'm just gonna hold it from the midsole. Mm. It's like when you go to a hat shop, like, uh, you know, I, I, I will buy the occasional fedora from Are you like Goren Brothers. And I, what is that? You talking about lids? No, 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 I'm talking about like Goren Brothers, like the, the, like the hat hat shop. You know, there's the one in Pasadena. There's, there's, you know about Gordon, like a cowboy I, hat. And so, no, like the fedoras are the okay, those okay. that I wear. So, I go in there, and for the longest time, I went in there, and I was grabbing the hat on top of the hat and picking it up and moving it around. And then, like the fifth time I was in the store, I saw a sign that says, "Please do not handle hats from the crown." Crown. You're supposed to take the 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 brim and hold everything from the brim. So. What's the so you basically the yeah. the equivalent of a brim of a hat is the sole of the shoe. I don't know if that's etiquette mm. though. That's just sort of my personal thing. But I you know you have the power to create etiquette. <laughs> I don't. That's know the about beauty that. of it. I don't know about that. But. but you did help create the way people think about the cleanliness of their sneakers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like having clean sneakers is just sort of goes hand in hand with being sort of into sneakers. I mm -hmm. didn't, I didn't create that. I think what I created was, um, in some ways, I didn't, it wasn't to make shoe cleaning cool. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I guess I guess it just kind of became that mm. as well. I mean, I, what I wanted to do was uh, create a shoe cleaner that was made specifically for like the sneaker culture and sneaker market. Yeah, and you're talking about a cleaning product. Cleaning product, yeah. So just bring me up to speed so what it what is it you do what what's the what's the breadth of what your company does at this point you so, cl you clean shoes you got a product that cleans the shoes with you right. like what yeah, are all the yeah, yeah. what are all the facets of the business here so it started uh 10 years ago and it started with a shoe cleaner and that's it like i had a shoe care a shoe cleaner kit it had like a 8 ounce bottle of of cleaner and it came with a brush and i had uh, because that did not exist. No, well, shoe cleaner existed. It uh -huh. was just more of like mass market stuff, like stuff that you would just find in the mall. Mm -hmm. And like uh, you bought your shoes at Foot Locker. Yeah. And then at the at the cashier's like, hey, why don't you, I, let's, let me just give you a little. Exactly, yeah. A yeah. little squirt bottle of this stuff. Right. 
Yeah, so that stuff existed. Um, I've tried it and I'm sure, you know, a, a lot of people have, but for me, I just personally didn't trust that stuff because it was a, you know, aerosol can. It had this like spiky uh, uh, cap. Lit cap that yeah. acted as a, was supposed to be a brush. And mm -hmm. it was these sharp, like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it yes. was like super sharp bristles. So like, yeah, yeah. I just never, I mean, I've used it before back in the day, but I usually resorted to just kind of making my own stuff at home. You want your shoe back? Yeah, that'd be good. That that's a clean <laughs> shoe. That is a sweet well, shoe. You know, so I just it, thought of you sitting there with one sock on. I was like, we can't have a we can't keep talking to Jason Mark. You got one shoe on. Give the man his shoe. <laughs> I kind of hope you forget about it. I can keep one of his shoes. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you blew it, man. You would remember when he started walking. I was about to grab it and slowly start inching it to my side of the table. Uh, I would have noticed. He would have noticed. I would proudly wear one shoe if it was that shoe. Yeah. Okay. So we should have discussed that ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. Right. So the existing product was inadequate. Well, I mean, yeah, I just. Well, it was scary. It, it looked was, like a porcupine on it was top. Dangerous. It's you just, spend hundreds of dollars on a right. shoe. This is like a prized possession. Right. And they throw in this thing in your bag, look like a, a polyurethane porcupine. That feels right. like an upsell. You yeah, know? it feels like it, an upsell. Definitely. Anyway. And then, yeah, you know, I remember the bristles used to break off, and it was just wasn't the best product. Um, but I think, for me at least, the biggest thing was like sort of a dis like not trusting what's in there. Mm -hmm. So I just I just go home and make my own like dishwashing soap, um, warm water. Sometimes I'd mix like, if it was like, for like to clean my laces, if they were white laces, I'd put them in like a, like a little Ziploc bag with like warm water, some dishwashing soap and some bleach. And I'd shake it up and they get really bright white. Uh -huh. But the thing is like after one, after you put your laces back in, the bleach would have weakened the, right. the, the lace and it would just like, it's like, like hair. It just, yeah, it would just, so there's certain things that like, there's certain tricks, you know, that everybody has, and um, so you were. Uh, so this is talking ten years ago when you you wanted this for yourself. You were were you a, a self self ascribed sneakerhead uh, at I mean, the time? I, I, yeah, I was in the sneakers for you sure. You had like I, a, a vast collection back then. Uh, I I had a a good amount of shoes. You know, I'm I'm not like a. I still don't consider myself like a collector per okay. se. Like I just always been in the shoes. I everything that I buy, I wear. I mean, yeah. it's not like I like flip them or mm -hmm. buy multiple pairs and I have this like, I now I have a sneaker room now, but like I just used to have like boxes. Right. You know, it wasn't anything like thousands of pairs. Right. Well, and the funny yeah. thing is, is you know, I think about like the way that we approached shoes growing up, you know, like we, we grew up together and especially as a kid, I think, I didn't understand the whole sneakerhead thing until uh, I became an adult because as kids what we would do is you'd get a new pair of shoes and then you would just wear it indiscriminately everywhere oh, and yeah. it just got so dirty mm -hmm. and you just knew how long you had the shoes by how dirty the shoes were. But like when you played basketball, even in middle school, I, re I remember, I wasn't on the team, I kept score for the girls. Right. And they didn't were, give me shoes you, you for you that. You were close by. You did not need any Scorekeeper shoes. specific type of shoes for that You could have had on role. slippers. Yeah, I could have been barefoot, man. <laughs> um, which is good for your feet, I'm told. Yeah, well, no, don't say that. Maybe, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not you true. You clean your feet. I clean them. <laughs> you, you gotta have shoes. But I remember those first tennis shoes, not tennis shoes, basketball shoes that you had, you didn't wear those out when you were off the court, did you? I did, I did. Just like running so, through the fields so, and stuff? Now, first of all, my my son knew about you 
had bought your kit because he's a sneakerhead in my mm. family. And he's also, he's a basketball player. At now he's he's gone from diving to basketball. And so he's got his shoe collection and he has his court shoes. And, he, and I was telling him the other day, I was like, you realize that our coach would, first of all, everybody on the team got the same shoes. So now it's like everybody, every player gets their own shoes. And that's not, not something that's happened in the NBA, but now it happens in college. And it also happens in high school now. Where, but we had the team shoe, like everybody, like the year the pumps came out, mm -hmm. we bought pumps. Our whole team got the pumps. That was big. Good but shoe. I <laughs> would wear those pumps, not only would I wear them to school, I would wear them when I played street ball in my front yard on my street on the like the really rough gravel. Mm. And I and then I would wonder why when I was in the game I had no traction at all. You'd be sliding around like air hockey. And it's like it I don't know why no one told us how we should think about things. Like why didn't somebody why didn't my coach just say, You guys shouldn't wear these shoes anywhere but this court because you need the traction that they were designed to have. It's like lock it just blew his mind that that was something that we did. But we just, we didn't understand shoes. You know, honestly, like I'd wear my shoes on the black court when I'd play in the gym. It was one of those things where it was just like, I wasn't broke, but I didn't have all the money in the world to buy like all the shoes that I wanted to buy. So I'd just right. wear them and try to keep them clean as possible. Which right. actually made it more important to keep your shoes. Right, yeah. You know, it's, they would get dirtier mm -hmm. and you wanted them to look, you weren't just gonna go out and buy another right. pair and another could, pair, yeah. you are gonna get them clean. Right. So. Were you always like meticulously cleaning and trying to figure that out? Yeah, I mean, I think just my personality is I'm, I'm a little bit of a clean freak, mm -hmm. you know, just uh, even outside of shoes. You Me know? too. You do? Yeah. A bit, I'm a bit OCD. See, but you're not a sh shoe clean freak. I'm not a, sh no, but, uh, but in many things. Because I like, think that most people think of it like, okay, if I, get, if I got a shirt and it's got like a mustard stain on it, I'm like, mm, I can't wear that. But then for some reason they believe that that rule stops at the ankle, right? And they're like, well, I got a weird grass stain on my shoe, but, well, but, that, but it's a so, lot more pricey. But ex explain, I wanna I just help people understand the mentality behind seeing the cleanliness of shoes as being as important as the cleanliness of your shirt. Absolutely, I mean, I think the, uh, the, the reason why, like, just, just to go back, like when I created the logo, the original logo has a speech bubble in it. I don't know if you've seen it, but it has a speech bubble. Mm -hmm. And the whole thought behind that was like, your sneakers are, a, are, are an expression, a statement. Like you basically, you don't have to say anything. And it's sort of like, you look at the person's shoes and you're like, okay, like, what's up? You know, like, yeah, I know, uh -huh. I know, you know, it's like game recognized game type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so keeping your sneakers clean, like you couldn't just walk out the house with busted sneakers because it, it just, it it's completes your whole outfit. Right. What you're wearing, so. Um, and was that something that. You don't wanna look like a hobo from the ankle right. down, man. No. Like, tell me about, like you grew up downtown, right? No, I grew up in the South Bay, oh, which so is like a Harbor City. You're downtown now, yeah. I'm in downtown, okay. oh well, headquartered in downtown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that, so like your group of friends, were you, was it something that like everybody understood this don't go out of the house with busted shoes or was this something that you kind of brought to No, it was sort of like amongst my peers yeah. like that were in the shoes you kept them clean as possible as much as possible and um I think you know but the big thing with me was like growing up was playing basketball mm -hmm. like I thought I was going to be the first Asian like pro player you mm -hmm. know <laughs> which like seeing Were you uh, <laughs> far from it. <laughs> I thought I was so good, you know. I thought I was so good, and I really was not that good, you know. I was like 
in the eighth grade. I remember just like playing and just dribbling circles around like my teammates and just doing no look passes and everything. And I get to high school and I remember trying out for the, the freshman basketball team. And I was just like, it was just like a huge awakening that I really was not that good. I, <laughs> I tried out, I went to summer, uh, whatever summer camp and then I didn't make the team and then I tried out again for the sophomore team. I didn't make the team and it was like, okay, you really, you really not that good. Ooh, <laughs> but you can look good. Yeah, it was just, I mean, yeah, it was just fun. It was, it was, it was, you know, that was a big part of growing up with playing ball. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's what, that's what got, and both, actually both of our kids are more in the shoes mm-hmm. than, than we are. That's what got them in the shoes is that uh, we started taking them to, uh, like my my kids were not in into basketball at all, which mm. was my sport growing up. Because, like I said, Locke was into diving. There's no shoes for diving. <laughs> There's just a little speedo. It's kind of embarrassing to wear. Mm. And uh, keep it clean. Though. But taking him to the cl- uh, Clippers games. I know you're a Lakers fan. Yeah. Clippers fan. We just, we won't even talk about it. We won't even talk. We won't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's all. You already said. brought it up. <laughs> and because of that, our boys got into they started, basketball. Yeah, they got into basketball, which leads you well, into shoes. Real it was fast. actually right. getting an Xbox, and then they got two K NBA two K. Yeah, which they started playing it, the video game, and mm-hmm. then you get, and then we started going to basketball NBA games but here. You, but you start to see how all, the, all how all the businesses are so related, right? It's like, oh, gonna get you into this this game. And then you're gonna want to understand how to win the game because the game is so realistic. Mm. Actually, watching basketball happen is gonna help you play the game better. Oh, yeah. I'm actually interested in this. What are these guys into? Oh, they're really into their shoes. They all have, and now I'm into shoes. So now yeah. Locke has. I had to install these like two shelves next to his bed where he's got you know all his shoes. And then like then we had an, we had an agreement. I was like, when you beat me in horse. I'll buy you a pair of shoes, and that finally happened like two months ago. So then I had to buy him a pair of shoes. So what, it's like, what'd you get him? What did he end up? He, actually, he went with us to. Um, he couldn't. He couldn't to, pick to, out to a riff, pair. To Riff LA. Oh, okay. And uh, he couldn't pick out a pair, but then, he got stage fright. Oh, you was, know what he did? He got um, much to my disappointment. He got the Duke themed Kyrie's, and I'm mm. an NC State grad, mm. and my wife is a UNC grad, and he got the Duke themed Kyrie's. <laughs> Are they called the Flat Earthers? <laughs> No, but that'd be good. That'd be good. good. It's got yeah, like, a, like squished it's got like, earths. Yeah, no. You look. You you raise up the bottom, and it's got like a map on the. It's got the earth on the it bottom because it's flat. As it actually is. That's good. We. I. I incidentally, I tweeted Kyrie a lot. Uh, whenever I see like a NASA video that shows the roundness of the Earth, I just at him just to remind him that it is round. <laughs> and what that, does he that, say my, back? He doesn't say anything back. Oh, he doesn't. No, Kyrie has not responded. Well, he's busy. He's got some you know? awesome shoes though. <laughs> That's what great handles on, too. Oh, that's what we play ball every Wednesday, and that's what I that's what I run in the Kyrie Three. Yeah. yeah, there's three pairs at our house. My eight year old has a pair that he plays in in his basketball league. Then my and then Locke has two pair. But how did it go from you, you wanted to formulate your own cleaner just for yourself, or was it immediately a business so, idea? Well, I've always been sort of like business minded. I've always wanted to be my own boss. Um, I've written like business plans that never really panned out. And I was cleaning my sneakers one night and I was using my homemade concoction or whatever. And it was like, I told you it was like a mix of OxyClean, dishwashing soap and warm water and like a toothbrush. And I was cleaning my shoes and I was like, like that was sort of like the, the first aha moment. Like mm-hmm. there's gotta be, like I'm using household cleaners to like mm-hmm. clean my shoes. There's gotta be a better way. 
So I didn't know if like I wasn't aware of something existing, um, right? Specialized for the sneaker market. So I just or if you were on to something, right? Yeah. So I did. I, I uh, you know jumped around the internet. Didn't really see anything that was like special. I I go to like um, sneaker lineups and to my local sneaker shop at the time I was living in Harbor City. So proper in Long Beach was like my spot, and um, I'd go down there and just ask people like, "What do you hey? What do you use to clean your sneakers?" and everybody had a recommendation it wasn't like oh go use xyz product it was Uh like take a white tip eraser do (laughs) that use a tide pen oh you know if you do this and you kind of you mix that with this and that's when i was sort of like okay there's something here now and um right so that was sort of the real aha moment Um, so what was the next step so then come up with come up with a name or come up with a formula the formula Oh yeah. So, so I'm not, a, I'm not a chemist, you know, I, I, so the first, once I knew I had like the opportunity and idea there of what I wanted to create, I started Googling chemist, like <laughs> really, yeah. A really. chemist in my neighborhood. Like, like you like, wanted to show like, up local. at his car. You like, yelped to chemist. First, no, chemist yeah. it was 10 years ago. No, probably. it was like chemist Los Angeles. And then, in, you know, the language was like contract manufacturing. I was like, okay, contract chemist. And so like, I would just, you know, that's where I had met like my main chemist, but I went through uh, two, two chemists before landing on him and being like, okay, he gets it, you know? Hmm. Well, how hard is it to get? Make Uh, something really good to clean shoes. So that's the thing, that's the thing is like you would, you know, so the first guy that I had called said, yeah, come down or whatever. And I was trying to explain to him exactly what I wanted to do, my vision, like, uh, you know, the first priority for me was making it safe. So people don't even have to think twice, like, oh, I gotta clean my sneakers. I'm just gonna go grab that product and use it. I might eat my sneaker later. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, it was just, that was the first thing. And the guy was like, yeah, shoe cleaner, I can make you shoe cleaner all day. Like we could, we could do, you could do your logo here. It was just, he wasn't really trying to hear me out, you know? I got you. Um, and then the same with the second guy. And then the third guy who um, I ended up going with, I remember I called him, I was working my full-time job, I was working in advertising, and I called him on my lunch break, and we talked for like an hour and a half. And I was just just talking about the vision and what I what I wanted to do and how important it was that it didn't, you know, damage suede or that it didn't turn the shoe yellow. And I was trying to explain to him, there's so many different grades of suede and hmm. there's patent leather. And he's like, what's patent leather? And like, so oh, like- Oh, red flag. Yeah, so it was just, you know, I, 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 after speaking to him for like an hour and a half, I set up a meeting and I remember I brought it, I brought in like five or six different pairs of shoes and we sat in his office and I was just like educating him on like materials, mm. which was, which, which is a trip. And, um, the next step was I went out and bought like every shoe care product that I can find that was on the market that I did some that I didn't even use. It was just like, like here you go here's what's on the market and here's like my vision and direction and this is what i want to create and it was just off to the races from there and then how long did it take to develop uh the secret formula uh it took about i want to say less than six months it wasn't it was a lot of testing like he'd 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 give me like three or four different samples to take home and then i'd go test them and then I'd write my notes and feedback like, oh, you know, I wanted it to foam b- more. Right. It doesn't clean that well on, you know, rubber or 
uh, vulcanized soles or different types of things. And I write it back and I give him the feedback. And then like another two, three weeks later, he'd be like, oh, I got some more samples from you. Come, come pick them up. And then once you had what you had decided was the, you know, the final formula, like what was the transition from quitting your day job to kind of chasing this dream? Once I had the formula, um, I that, that that's when the fun stuff, like it was the formula, and then it was like picking the color and picking the smell, and then like and then what what's it what was it called or what's it was, it, what's it's, it called, it's called Jason Mark. It's my okay. first and middle name, but it so that was all like the like I I I'm pretty creative minded, so like that was where I like fit. Like I was like, oh, okay, now I could mm -hmm. I could call it this, and you I had took some really advertising mind. Yeah, just like it was just I felt uh, you know that was like my zone, you know. So like the well, brand there's, there's very few things that are as satisfying as. Like if, if you've got an advertising mind, taking that and applying it to something that you're trying to yeah. sell, like it, as opposed to like taking all the energy and trying to sell somebody else's product that you may not believe in. Right, There's right. something different about yeah. that. I think, um, I don't know, that, yeah, exactly, just that it was mine, you know? Like I, I really took the time to like really think it through and I had some cheesy names um, and. Like what, you remember? Uh. I think the one Jason, that, no more marks. <laughs> oh, that's I, good. No more marks. Yeah. I, I think the the one that was like the front winner, which I think back now is really cheesy, but I was gonna call it sneak peek shoe cleaner. Like like sneaker, like sneak and like peak like a mountain, like oh. keep them in peak condition. Oh, sneak peek. Sneak peek. Sneak peek. It's not that bad. I mean But I mean yeah, I remember. You so could that, have like a creepy dude looking over a fence. <laughs> nope, that's. But that's using the, using the name though, it almost makes it it makes it seem like a premium product in some way, right? It yeah. doesn't seem like a gimmick product. No, I, no, it doesn't. It. it doesn't. And, and the, the, I remember the exact like morning where it kind of like dawned on me, like, oh, use your name. Was um, I was brushing my teeth and I, I go to open the medicine with cabinet. it with the product. No, not the not with the product. <laughs> I've actually <laughs> tasted the product. Um, you have any? All, I'd love to taste yeah. it right now. <laughs> it's not very good tasting at <laughs> well, all. I would well, not recommend it. It probably, it <laughs> probably tastes great compared to some of the stuff we've been fed yeah, around yeah. here. That's true. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I opened the medicine cabinet and I had a Paul Smith um, like bottle of lotion or face cream or something. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, Paul Smith, that's the mm -hmm. designer's name. You know, like that's pretty like uh, timeless, I guess. Like it yeah. isn't, it's not trendy. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna call it I'm calling my, my middle name is Mark, but it's spelled with one K. And um, the reason I added the extra K was uh, I wanted it to be kind of easy to search. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how many Jason Mark with one K there yeah. are in the world, but with two Ks, probably not that many. Yeah, it's important, man. Yeah. It's important, that keyword thing, gotta SEO. Keep, gotta keep Googling. Gotta get that yeah. SEO going. So you had that, and you're, you, you know, you're working on all of your, all your marketing mojo. Mm. But then, but then you've got a like, I mean, you've got like a, uh, like a nest egg that you're put, you're investing into no. manufacturing or something. No, I, I like to raise money. I, this was 2000. I launched the company in 2007, and the development and all that was like 2006. And mm -hmm. um, I remember I put together like this PowerPoint deck, and I invited my family over. <laughs> I was li I was living with my parents, but I invited so you like invited my, them into I, the living room. Yeah, <laughs> you guys come <laughs> over. <laughs> my I had like like you know my favorite auntie and like my sisters and her, and their husbands. Um, 
and we had dinner. I cook, remember I cooked dinner for them. Oh yeah, you they, knew, they knew something was up. You know, it was just yeah. weird. Why are you getting us drunk? <laughs> and, and then um, I remember like busting out my laptop and like walking them through my presentation, <laughs> and I raised like I don't know like fifteen thousand dollars. Like my my sister would give me like five. My parents gave me like like whatever. I remember it amounted to like under twenty, and that's what I had to work with. That's to like, awesome. For though. like website and like like production run, like the first production run. Um, well, if you, know, you know, if if you believe in something that you're doing and uh, you can convince the people that love you and have the means to support it, to support it, I, that's. Yeah, I mean, I believed in it, it for sure. And I just figured. What um, are they gonna do, defamily you? Yeah. yeah. I think that's called disown. No more PowerPoints. Yeah, yeah they're gonna ban you from PowerPoints in the living room. Yeah, it didn't so, happen. No, it didn't happen. They supported me, and they still they still do very much support. Yeah. So you made your first batch, right? Or you had it made. I had it made. And then, um, I mean, what what well, what's this? I mean, what's the strategy? How does this thing so, get from? Yeah. So I think the first production run, the minimum was like twenty five hundred units or something like that, if I remember correctly. And um, back when when I launched, it was packaged in this like mini sneaker box, and um, I remember. Uh, I, I had a like a like a filling pizza party like at my sister's house. And uh-huh. I got pictures somewhere, but it was just like you know three three or four six foot tables, and um, it was literally like me fi- us filling bottles by hand. We had those you know those Gatorade like um, uh, you know those orange Gatorade like uh, that soccer games. Yeah, like a yeah, cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we go to Home Depot, and I remember I got two of those, and I got like a piece of rubber hose that would like go onto the spigot. Mm-hmm. And um, it would just prevent like foam. So you just put the, the hose in the bottle and you'd like fill each one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had like a filling party. We had like an assembly line of people making like mini sneaker boxes. I ordered pizza and um, and it was it was it was fun. It was fun. You know, it took it took uh, back in the day it used to take me like a twenty five hundred unit run would last me like a whole year. Which and you would and sell and it out of your house, or no, you'd sell, so, it, sell it out of so, like the sneaker shops. No, I, I so basically what I did um, before I even quit my job, I think going back to that question was, um, I had the product, but I didn't launch it officially, and I, I felt like I might need to have some sales skills. So like my my younger brother at the time he was selling kitchen cutlery. You know, like one of those when you go to like campuses and people hand you like those flyers, and it's like yo. Mm-hmm. Like need a job, door and, to door knife sales. Yeah, like, like literally Cutco. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah, out Cutco. We, yeah, we've had a cu- couple of Cutco situations. I still use Cutco because that guy Joey came to my house, man. Joey came to my house, selling man. me Cutco. I, I, I thought use he was going to cut me. <laughs> I, no, that was him, his tactic. I've had he, him for sixteen years. I had him sharpened last year. Yeah. Well, Joey would break out the knife and like he would threaten you with it. That's how he, that's how well, I bought no, the whole freaking set. He had that thing, that the clincher moment in the presentation where he would cut a penny with that that's those scissors. <laughs> to get you. Where he would and hit I the like, couch. I'm gonna get your scissors! <laughs> how am I gonna cut my pennies <laughs> if I don't get the scissors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta cut those pennies. That, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So So I yeah, I, I basically quit my uh advertising job and then I but you got your you, you got your brother was a knife salesman. He you got him to be a he he was a salesman and he had his own like office in Torrance. Like oh, he had his own. He was running selling, his own thing. Selling lots of knives. He yeah. had people selling selling for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I saw his 
I saw his sales manual one day and I was just like flipping through it. It was like the, it was like the ABCs of selling, like how to handle yeah. um, objections and all that. And I was like, this is, this is really good stuff. You know, like I might need, I, it helps when you have a sharp knife. That's step one <laughs> yeah. with handling objections. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, I just, uh, I was like, yo, like I want to learn how to sell. So I, he hired me. It was funny. I had to go through this whole interview process and like, I was, you know, he hired me for a summer and I oh, sold. Oh, you didn't hire your brother. No, he you, hired you me. You asked him to hire you yeah. so you could learn. And he had me, it wasn't just like you, like <laughs> you got the job. It was like, I remember sitting in the, it was like this bungalow. It was, it was like, and there it, and it, it was like three people ahead of me and they were all like for there for interviews. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, my brother, dude, like just hire me. Like, what do you? But I, I had to go through. A penny, man. <laughs> so you sold knives to learn how to sell. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I just never. Well, I get maybe I did use some of the knowledge that I picked up. But, um, yeah. So I sold knives for a summer. I, I almost sold like thirty thousand dollars worth of knives. And I was like, at that point, I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, <laughs> I'm good. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. Like, I don't need to like, uh, you know. So I quit. It was only like I was only there for like three, three months, three, four months. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I okay. So I had the product. And then uh, before I quit, before I quit my job at the advertising agency, I like hit up all my homies that were like in the creative departments, like the designers. And I was just like, yo, I'm gonna quit um, in like two weeks. Would you help me like design logos and stuff? And they're like, yeah. So like, um, I just kind of like built a team there before I left. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then yeah, so they I had the logo, I had the name, I had the packaging. They and and actually the guy that uh, is that is my main creative director today is is the guy who designed my logo ten years ago. Oh wow, he got him. He came. Yeah, with so he's eventually. been on the whole. He's seen the whole thing from. He designed the logo and he's designed like every piece of packaging that we have we've done in the last ten years. And, and, and at this point, it's moved w well beyond the selling the individual. Uh, packs right well i, mean, I like, did i didn't even i i so i didn't even launch yet um but what i did was i created like a i, I knew how to create a press kit like from uh, like advertising or whatnot and mm -hmm. well my best friend was like a graphic designer and i remember um so basically like a which is a swag box that you send to people yeah. who can like talk about how great it is yeah uh, yeah yeah write articles or and stuff for yeah and you had to like have uh, you know pretty good quality pictures all that stuff so i remember we shot the pictures in his garage and had like ikea lights and um i gotta find the originals but they were so photoshopped because like the lighting was bad and yeah. the shadows and but it worked so i put i put all this stuff into like a, a a press packet and i just remember um this was 2007 i remember hitting up like all the blogs uh, it was like hype beast it was slam hype um uh, mr kim says it was like the jeff staples of the world and those mm -hmm. guys that had blogs and uh, I just would hit them up. Like those I'm, are sneaker heads. Those are like just like yeah, sneaker like street streetwear okay. blogs. And I would just like email the info line and like, hey, my name is Jason. I'm starting this company. I have this product. Like, can I send you out a kit? And so a lot of them were like, yeah. And then back in back when it was like easy. It was like yeah. And before they even got it, it was like, oh, we'll we'll post it. I sent them the email the thing, and then we'll post it on this date at this time. And I'm like, holy, shit, like this is super cool. And they did. Like they really just so. When it launched, um, I was prepared to go door to door. Like if I had it, to, if I had to, like go door to door. And uh, when it launched, it got on all the blogs, and um, I got all I got tons of emails like from around the world. Mm -hmm. Like instantly, it was like global. Um, and I didn't even have a website. I had a splash page, with like 
uh, it had a logo and you click it and it would open like a, like an info, like a email info at jasonmark.com and you would just like type. So like, I remember it launched and like- So you couldn't take people's money. mm Mm-mm. And and I, I didn't have just a, emails. And it, it was funny. Those it's just, fun. Just emails, and I would I would be processing these orders like via email. Like, how many kits did you want? And that's gonna be twenty five dollars. And then I was like, the, I was the customer service guy. I was the shipping guy. I was everything. And their pen pal potentially. And, yeah, and their pen pal. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was crazy. It was like you know I was in the South Bay, Southern Southern California, and I thought you know I'm gonna I'm gonna launch it here. And I'll probably have to drive up to San Francisco. Just thinking about like accessible cities, maybe San Diego, and just if I had to go hustle. And I never, thank God, never really had to go like door to door. It was just uh, stores from around the world saying, "I want to carry your product." Right. And this, there was no product out there yet. Yeah. It was just based off of, I guess, the branding, packaging, and you know the press kit, I guess, and all the press that it got. At what point? Didn't at some point you expanded to where there was actual cleaning service, right? I mean, yeah, when so did that come along? That was uh, about three years ago. So yeah, the company, yeah, how did, how did okay, that? So six, so, six well, years after your launch, six or seven yeah, years, yeah, seven years, you expanded, seven years, and um, it was we. I wanted to open a, a store, like a physical store, because we we had a pretty good loyal following on social media, and people would like follow us and like do all that. But I just felt like it was this. I remember, I remember how the store came out because I was doing a trade show in Vegas. It, it was like Agenda or um, might have been Magic or w- one of the ones. And I remember we had a great show. And I remember sitting there and I was sitting there with my marketing guy. Now, like for the trade show, are you like, you got one of those microphones and you're like, all right, step right up. Can me your shoes. I can make any shoes clean. See? <laughs> no, no, because every, that's not very cool. That's not cool. That's <laughs> no. not, I don't think that would work. You're not going to get the right clientele doing yeah, that. We, we that's got, for old ladies. They gave us like a free booth. Old ladies uh, got money. Old money's worth just as much old as new money. Old ladies got old dirty shoes. <laughs> different yeah. type of trade show. Yeah, different All type right. of, yeah, we just, we had a booth and it was just such a great reception and uh, and I was just like, what do we do now? And for some reason it was like, well, let's open a store. Like that's the next, I think that's the next thing to do is open a store. And, and had you expanded the product offerings beyond that initial kit or? Not it, really, I mean, I I remember for like the first five or six, seven years, we, we literally had like five SKUs and I, and I just, we had the we had like the, we had the br- we had the towel we had two brushes we had the cleaner and i think we we did like a handful of collabs at that point mm-hmm. with like really like cool sneaker shops um like undefeated that was the first one that we did and then we did uh nort uh that was in a new york based sneaker boutique and then we did staple design and it was just like collabs were and we still do several collabs now so like give me an example like what kind of product is it it was just like um i remember like the first undefeated one uh they we basically just took the the kit it was a it was an eight ounce bottle and a brush in a little mini sneaker box and they just like they just flipped everything right about it so like the packaging and the pattern and the color of the bottle and the scent and the labels and we just did like a limited run of like a thousand pieces, mm. and um, and then from there that kind of just like we're off off and running. It right. in a it in and of itself became a collector's item. Yeah, when you would limited do that. limited edition cool. stuff, and um, yeah, this was two thousand seven. But then when you want to make a store, so say that's the next step. 
it was not just to sell the product, but also to to, well, to be it, a it started out an epicenter for a service. No, like it okay. the the concept for the store was simply to create a space where people can come and experience the Jason Mark brand, like past the computer. You know, it's just like, what are these guys into? What are they listening to? Like hmm. sights, smells, like okay. like let's talk sneakers and just but play, it was really really a place to buy product, and then like as I was designing the space out. We had this, uh, we call it the JM throne. It's like this old school uh, shoe shine chair. Um, and we had one of them and we got it made in Atlanta. And like, it was just, it was, it was like, uh, tra it was like being sent to different stores. We did a pop-up shop at Reed Space uh, where we had the chair and people would come and get free, we call them quick cleans. Mm -hmm. And then like, it was just gaining, uh, I guess popularity. We would, uh, okay, they saw it at Reed Space and they wanted it at wherever, you know, so this chair would just travel. And the experience um, that people would get was just like, I don't know if you've ever got your shoes clean before, but it is sort of like a, I don't know, it's a, it definitely is an experience. It just feels like, uh, I don't know, comforting. Yeah, I don't think, I've never, I've never had a, a shoe, shine. shoe shine or a uh, shoe clean, but I was told that it's like a, it feel, it's kind of like a massage. It is, it is very it's ther a, therapeutic. like a spa right. therapy. Especially when you don't have a shoe on. Uh, mm. It's no, even more like well, a massage. Well, that's not, that is a massage. Oh, that's just a foot massage. <laughs> that's just a foot massage. With shoe polish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's, 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 that's just, that's, that's a different. That's I, a weird I, fetish. I probably shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> just a foot massage. Right, okay, but this is it, something that you offered. Yeah, so we were just doing, we we're just doing these chair, like the chair tour, I guess. And then as we were designing the store, I'm like, okay, well, I want the chair. It's become sort of, you know, um, it goes hand in hand with the Jason Mark brand. I want the chair in the, in, in the front of the store. And then I was like, oh, well, why don't we just do a service? And I, I, I really underestimated it at that point. I didn't, I didn't think I had this big, like, oh, this is like the next thing. Like, yeah, it just was a cool just, idea. Yeah, it, was it was just the next step in an evolution yeah. of what you were doing with it. Right. It, totally, were resonating it totally makes with. sense though, because- In retrospect. You've got people who like the idea of cleaning their shoes, and then you like people, then there's a much wider circle, which is people who just like to have clean shoes. But like, you know what I'm saying? But like, am I gonna actually, especially like you would probably like be like, okay, I'm gonna take this afternoon and I'm gonna clean these shoes and that's gonna be fun. And I would be like, ah, can I get somebody to do this? So that, that I mean, that it just totally makes sense to me that if you care about that, and especially if you know that you're not doing a good job mm. and there's somebody yeah. who's a professional, that's the right product. But you had the approach. chair in the store and that, it was still just like part of the experience of being there. It, it wasn't it was a like, service yet. No, it was just sort of meant to be like the Instagram moment. Like, yeah. oh, I, I'm at the Jason Mark store. Let me go sit in the JM throne and mm -hmm. like get my snap on, uh, my, you know, my IG on. And, mm -hmm. and that's what it was, the chair was there for. Um, and then we, I started thinking, I was like, oh, well, why don't we just do like some type of drop off cleaning service? And, and I, I totally, again, just really underestimated the whole thing. And um, it's kind of grown into this thing where it's just like, I never would have thought, I just didn't even expect that like it would be what it is. Because at this point you've got like celebrity clients who like, you're their yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, we, we've we had, a, a, you know, we've had a fair amount of celebrities come in, a lot of basketball players. Um, we have, we've had DeAndre Jordan come in with Jordan Clarkson. Uh, we've had uh, Swaggy P come in, um, PJ Tucker, who's a big sneakerhead. Um, we've had like hip hop artists, you know, we've had We've even had Kelly Rowland come in like, like two days in a row. Really? <laughs> yeah, that was. Have you come back from? 
Different well, you, shoes, though. <laughs> different shoes. Not the same. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> I had but, a rough night. So, I'm back. <laughs> but the typical experience, if I were to go in there, I would drop them off and then come back and pick them up like a dry cleaner? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's just as simple as that. It's just- um, So you gotta you, take another pair of shoes to wear out, Link. Just planning ahead for you. Well, I would probably maybe carry them in a bag into you uh, and not you have to that. like- Change my shoes in there. Yeah, most people do that. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, a better so strategy. Yeah. I'm, just, thought I'm of a that. strategic thinker. Yeah. yeah, so it's just this. It's just it's to put it simply, like that's how I explain it to people. Like it's dry. It's dry cleaning for sneakers. Are there are are the people in the back who are cleaning? Are they doing something different than I could do at home with your product? They, is it a special thing or is it the same they, thing? And it's they just, they they use it's the same product, but what it is is like they've come up with different techniques and methods on how technique. to treat. It's like, it's serious. It's like a real, it's like a real thing. Like we, I believe we, it. we, we encourage people to like buy the product, obviously like go buy the product, do it at home. Um, but uh, a lot of times people have that really special pair that me that has, you know, right. whether, whether it has a big, you know, monetary value to it or a sentimental value. Um, and they they just don't want to, they're just like, I don't want to mess it up. I'd rather have you guys do it. And so we get that a lot. It, so I imagine that most people are bringing in their prized possession shoes. It, there, it's not like normal people just like, oh, I got these like nasty kids. No, we get we get it we get it all. That's the thing. And nasty I think nasty kids. <laughs> I, I think the, the part of the reason why Velcro. we <laughs> no, we get it all. We get it. We get we get like just like your basic whatever sneaker, and then we get we even get like the designer like Balenciaga's, we get Saint Laurent, we get all the crazy, like plus really rare, like really rare sneakers as well. And then we just get, we get everything. We get uh, the whole, and I think a lot of it has to do with where we're located. We're located in, in downtown, but in little Tokyo. Uh -huh. yeah. So that was important to me was like, well, I'm gonna pick a place that like a lot of people can kind of just a lot of foot traffic. So, so and, that, it's, and it's accessible. It's accessible. I mean, not, not just physically, but like, Financially, you can like go in and you can say, "I, I got yeah. these are my kids. I'm just gonna yeah, and I'm I get the normal cleaning here. right." And that was important to me. Was like, I'm not just gonna. I wanted to design a menu that was like a services that was like ten dollars. That's the basic like classic clean, which we call it, to like sixty five dollars and up, mm -hmm. just depending on like what it is, you know, it's like, like a detail. Yeah, so it's like a car wash, almost like different packages. What's the what's the uh, most uh, something I learned in just in going into Riff because you're like right, right down right, there, right across the street, from right Riff. across the street. Going down there with Locke and seeing like this special case with the, I think they had a seventeen thousand dollar pair in there. What at I one point it was the it was those green. Uh, oh yeah, the jo uh, undefeated fours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was oh no no it wasn't the undefeated fours it was the uh, M and M fours. Yeah, and it was like a like I think it was like a size fourteen. It was apparently. Don't quote me on this, but apparently the only one in the world. I don't know. It was like really rare, um, but yeah, we we get stuff like that. Yeah, and so it, it, at that point, it seems like it's like uh, paint rest, painting restoration. You know, like you've got the lady who took that old picture of Jesus and made him look like an owl. Remember that from a couple of years ago? <laughs> <laughs> she, you remember that? She like because that's like I, I, we actually I knew a guy who I know you just didn't owlify Jesus <laughs> worked at a a, a museum. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> specializes in paint painting, like restoration mm -hmm. and preservation. And of course, you know they come in there, and there's a million dollar painting, and it's like you have to use the right chemicals and everything. It's it's a it's a slightly less expensive <laughs> version of that, but you are dealing with people's well, like babies. We are, and that's 
that's the sort of nerve wracking thing, like especially during the first year, because it was like, I again, underestimated the whole thing. But uh, we just, you know, we didn't realize how, I didn't realize how um, fulfilling it would be. It was just, I thought it was just like, you know, as a service that people may or may not use, it goes hand in hand with the brand. We offer a cleaning product mm -hmm. and, um, and we'll clean shoes and, you know, uh, we'll use our product and it's just a, it's a, it's an icebreaker to like, Oh, have you used our, you know, it's just a, a thing. And, um, but it became but, fulfilling when it, someone hands you their baby. Right. And, and then it comes seeing, back. The, seeing the reaction was the craziest, uh, craziest thing. But then there's also like, you got people in tears, like you gave me my Jordans right. back and I, they look beautiful. We had, um, we, we had one customer who was, who actually was brought to tears, like an ice, uh, it was, it was it. it was uh it was a pair of 85 Air Jordan 1s OG and I guess they were in a um they were her dad's and it was like in a she found them in a shack or like backyard mm -hmm. shack and they were like beat up super beat up um and it was father father's day was was coming up and she asked us to to re you know bring them back and um I remember this was like maybe 6 months of being open or something so I had told it wasn't even it's not even about like churning out shoes like i told my staff like just make sure the customer is happy that's it mm -hmm. i don't care like we're supposed to be spending a certain amount of time on a certain service you know that's a business like you're making yeah. a certain margin and all that i just threw that all out the window like especially for the first year like i just want you to focus on doing a great job i don't care if you take two hours to clean the pair of shoes like i don't care mm -hmm. um and they did and they they brought these uh this these Jordans back and she had come to pick them up and she was literally like like brought to tears and that that I was I had just happened to be there like oh man like behind the, the we have this cubby system where the shoes and I just happened to be kind of like watching like when I was like holy shit and you're like this is all worth <laughs> it can you man. imagine how the, how much the dad bawled I bet he was in tears Pro too probably and like my guys they're just like yeah you should so you should go buy this acrylic case and like giving her tips on like how to present it to him uh -huh. are there people who bring in maybe it's a kid or maybe it's a high dollar you stuck like, on kids man, man i just do you have a pair of kids i really step i love kids i stepped in something bad and i stepped all the way in it like, like stepped in some dookie yeah we, we've just like dookie steps. how bad does that's it a, get that's at least 12 dollars. <laughs> the, the the worst pair of shoes we've ever gotten uh were a pair of babes and they were covered in blood what soaked in blood like real blood yeah real blood and um blood uh, from a what my boy so, so he he had a fourth of july accident and he like almost blew off his hand oh and he was a friend what? he was a friend like uh, firework yeah mishap? yeah and i saw that i met the guy so he's a he was a friend of uh my main guy that was kind of like running uh, we call them the sneaker care technicians is something that we came up with or S for short SCT. And he was like my lead SCT and he was like, oh, I got this homie and he's got these pair of babes and they're bloody and like, I want to, I want to bring them in and I want to like, I want to do before and after. And I'm like, what, what, like how, what, what like is it evidence like <laughs> before very bloody no he's like no, is no, it no. evidence he was like that's no, a no. good question yeah it's like you know so he's like no no my friend he had an accident i'll introduce i'll intro you and stuff so i remember he came to the shop and I, you know I, I met the dude and it was it was like it was his thumb when his hand was still kind of swollen like it had healed okay mm. but it was like you could tell something like right had, had blown up in there yeah yeah so light it throw it mm-hmm 
or set it down, then light it, then run away. Mm -hmm. yeah, don't or don't purchase at all, <laughs> or light, or throw. I You're talking about saying. fireworks? I'm talking about fireworks now. Right. <laughs> but who am I? Who, who am I to say? What I've a, done a lot of stupid stuff in my life. So, so did did you did you go for it? Did you yeah, say yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They we. I was like, okay, well, as long as they're not like, you know, again, like evidence or some crazy <laughs> that we shouldn't right, yeah. be mixed up in. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I met the dude. I was like, all right, and I was like, just make sure you wear like protective, you know, gloves yeah, and wear some gloves. make sure you're like all covered up and and, and they did, and it was just like they brought the pair. I looked brand new. Honestly, yeah. and it, luckily it was like, it was a, it wasn't like I don't think the shoe had any suede on it or anything like anything absorbent. Right, so it was, it, but it, but it ruined. was, but the sock liner and everything had. It wasn't just like on the outside of the shoe. It was like what the, did he do? Clean himself up with his shoes? <laughs> it was yeah, 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 yeah desperate was, times. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stick my hand in my shoe like it's a glove, and now I'm gonna do it with the other one. <laughs> I don't know. And what um, about st stanky shoes? Like, how often is it like this is an awesome yeah. pair of shoes, but the real problem is the stink foot. Yeah, we we get a lot of those. Um, and what and, and do you have like a powder? Uh, it, are, are you? Yeah, we um, we do a combination of things. Like if it, I have if it's really bad. Asking for a friend. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if it's really bad, um, like we've even stuck them in the freezer oh. overnight to kind of kill all the bacteria. Yeah. Um, and we we currently use um, it's like this antibacterial like it's pretty it's this brand called Rita and they're out of Japan and it's just kind of really like elevated fragrance company that makes a, a like a shoe spray so that's what we use. But it so if you're if you got the stanky kids, you <laughs> you can put them in the freezer. You can and it will that yeah. makes total sense. Yeah, it's probably not. I mean that's what we used to do like in our first year. Um, now it's just like really giving it a thorough clean, like really taking out the the insole and really giving the whole inside and you know giving it a good spray. If mm. I may, uh oh, <laughs> I'm wondering. This is my shoe. Mm. Wow. I just took it off my right foot. I would like for you to just. I'll give you the left one too. I mean, <laughs> just assess. What what I mean? It's what, what does this say about me that I'm wearing these shoes? And based on, you know, profile me and profile. then profile the shoe. Tell me everything you know about me and the shoe based on this. I mean, as far as, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a it's a dope shoe. I mean, it's a, mm. uh, what are these, the, are these the bow? I don't even know exactly what. He I don't knows know though, he knows though. I know, I know they're bonos. I know, bonos, I know they're a trainer. Um, they're in pretty relatively good shape. Pretty relatively. Um, Pretty really, pretty pretty relatively good shape. Yeah. Um, that means not great, Link. I don't know too much about him. All I know is I watched that documentary Sneakerheads. Yeah. And in the middle of it, I said I, I turned to my family because we were all watching. And I was like, man, these people are assessing about their sneakers. This is kind of inspiring. I never got too into sneakers, but I remember I had one pair mm. that I was like, the Bo Jackson Bo Nose shoes that I really wanted. And my dad got them for me for my birthday. I I think. You wore those things everywhere. And I remember when I got them. I remember opening the box. I remember taking them out. It was like the only pair of shoes that I obsessed about wanting. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I am going to do something I never do. I'm, I'm going to make an impulse buy. I'm going to go on the internet. I'm going to find them and I'm going to order some right now. Because these are, these are originals, so, right? I don't even know. I probably was that I, a reissue? I, I That's was definitely like, a reissue. These I did not, not. Yeah. Yeah, I did not. To me, it wasn't. I I was tempted to be like, all right, do I want? I bet you can get 
the original, I bet they cost a lot of money, I bet they've reissued them if they have. I'm not gonna, this is for me. Mm. I'm not gonna like obsess about what this would be to anybody else or if they're actually valuable. And I was like, I'm just gonna make that's, an impulse buy and I'm gonna enjoy it. And so. That's how it should be. I, I assume that these aren't actually valuable to anybody except me no, as I, a reissue. I, but I think, but I think like walking down the street and another another sneaker dude would sort of recognize like the the, you know, those are the bows, just sort of like a head nod. Like it's a classic shoe. I think it's a, it, you know, for me, like classic silhouettes. Like I, I don't go. That's why you mentioned like, oh, I don't know how much these are worth or if there's much hype. But I always wear what I like. You know, I never, I, love these. I never. I mean, if it's if it gratuitous Velcro strap that's useless. <laughs> like that gotta offer some support on the foot. I read about him a little bit right after I ordered him, and one of the reviews said. They're not. I wouldn't recommend wearing them for for cross training now. But the, I I this is the, I think so this is the first cross training first cross trainer. shoe. Yeah, yeah. Um, had to start somewhere, Bo. Now, one thing I I, I read about recently is um, the sort of the the crisis of shoe decay. Right. I actually what? saw an article about this like yesterday, which is like the whole sneakerhead thing is a relatively recent phenomenon, like it's this generation basically. But now a lot of these shoes that everybody loves, they're actually having to start thinking about the decay of shoes because we're getting to that point where a lot of these shoes that people love are like 40 years old or whatever, you know? Mm. Have you dealt with any of that? Is that? Yeah, we get a, we get a lot of that coming into the store. Um, and those are the ones that, like if we see the midsole already kind of crumbling or or the paint kind of coming off the, the midsole, that's something that we just, we, we basically tell them, we just advise them of the risk. Like we can do this. And we take before, like we take before and after pictures and and all that just to make sure like they don't come, it's like, a rent, like renting a car. It's mm -hmm. not like if that dent wasn't there type thing. So we just make sure to cover us and make sure that like, and we'll just let them know like we, we could clean this, but there's a risk that that paint's just gonna come right off. And obviously we'll be be very careful, but as long as you understand mm -hmm. the risk. So. Right. Yeah, and there's some shoes that we just won't even, if they've come in and the shoe is like literally crumbling, then we'll just be like, you know, we just don't even wanna touch You're it. You're on your own. Yeah. Just so what's next for for you? I mean, you've got, you've got this knack for knowing where there's a need and then you're, I mean, it's, then creating things that are just hits. I mean, what's the next one? What I are you think doing? I for our ten year anniversary, um, you know, we're we've got a whole new bunch like a whole new line of product coming out. Uh so we've been working really hard on that. Um I'm really excited about that. So in the next, you know, month or two you start to see some of those drops happening. Mm -hmm. Um definitely looking to expand uh this the the service and the retail. Um, we only have the one right now in Little Tokyo, but uh, we I'm looking at New York, so. And you got an event coming up in New York that I think we won't be, this won't be live before that, right? What, what Don't you have, uh, there's like some pop-up thing that you're doing in New York? We, um, Or is this something sure. you did do in New York? Maybe we, I Yeah, we've had a number, of, yeah, I think, I think oh, okay. yeah, we've had, last year we did two pop-ups in New York. Okay. Um, and uh, so, uh, we've we've we always have something going on in New York, whether it's like a an active you know a one day or two day thing at at, at a retailer okay. or something like that. But um, yeah, we had a couple pop ups last year, and I'm looking uh, for a space to have a, a permanent flagship. Okay, 
Well, I'll tell yeah. you, man, we we really appreciate you coming in. It's, I mean, it's been really inspiring to hear all that you've developed and all you've done. And you know, even if mm -hmm. you're not into sneakers, like I mean, I'm I'm very much into Bo Jackson sneakers. Yeah, yeah. you're into one particular uh, pair of sneakers. It's you cool. know, I I think that there's um there's lots to be inspired by. So congratulations on. Thank on all you. the success. Thank and, you. And thanks for coming yeah, in. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you guys yeah. having me. We'll come down and uh, sit on the throne just to Please. feel like kings. Please do. That would be dope if you brought those pair of bows in and we did a before and after or something. Ooh. That'd be cool. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. There you have it. Our ear biscuit with Mr. Jason Mark. Were you inspired by his story? It was inspiring, right? Yeah, I've got lots of ideas right now. Um, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that the one thing I said about the shoe shine that would no with no shoe. That's a foot massage. I got a lot of ideas about that. You the shoeless shoe shine. You draw people in. Who wants it, a shiny foot, man? Mm, no, it's it's about the massage. Well, but it's for men who are self conscious about getting foot massages, but are going in for the shoe shine. And you get them in there. You shine the shoe, and then you say, "Hey, look shoe, at that cool bird." Shoe shark's coming off. You get them to look at something. And then you. I said shoe shart. I meant to say yeah, shoe starts. Yeah, shoe shart coming off. You get them to shart. Maybe <laughs> that's what you do. And then you pull the shoe off and you start. No, I'm not going to do it. I don't. Believe, I, I'm not into that. I got strong hands, but I'm not really into touching people's feet. I like birds. Do like birds. And uh, anyway, I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm yeah, susceptible to b birds being pointed out to me. It was inspirational. Inspirational conversation to a guy uh, who just said, "I got an idea, and now I'm going to." So many people. So many people just talk. They just wah, 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 like babies, just talking, just talking and never saying anything. <laughs> I'm gonna do this, you wait, so I'm gonna. Jason Mark, Make did a PowerPoint, it. He did invite it. your aunt over, make her dinner. Quit talking about what you're going to do. And start cleaning. And do it, okay? Quit talking, make a PowerPoint. Listen, they were already inspired. I'm just saying. You don't need to shame them. People just talk, they just do a lot of talking. Not you. Not, somebody not, out there, not somebody, you. somebody, you, we you're a talker. We believe in you. Become a doer. You're great at PowerPoint. <laughs> um, at least do the PowerPoint for the person who's gonna do something. Let us know what you think at hashtag Ear Biscuits. Oh, you went with at hashtag Ear Biscuits? <laughs> I don't even think that's a thing. <laughs> but I know what you mean, I understand. Oh, just do it, okay? Yeah, you know how to do it. I apologize for him, we'll speak at you next week. Mm -hmm.